0: Money FM 89.3 best of workday afternoon Market view on money FM 89.3 good afternoon and welcome to market view wrap on money Fm 89.3 mm. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon joined in the studio by finance presenter JP Ong. and on the phone by Amelia Tan SGX research analyst. It has been a mixed week here and in the region. Some might even call it exciting. Amelia from the SGX will give us an overview of all the happenings, but first, JP will set the stage with how the SDI and the region are looking right now.
1: You know, for a shaky week, the SDI is actually making a pretty decent strides. And as we mentioned a while ago, the Straits Times Index earlier this morning tested that 3,200 level yet again, coming a handful of points above that. But in typical predictive fashion, we've seen the Straits Times Index also back off of it after making that breach, probably asking themselves, hmm, is this right for us to actually stay in this level? And currently down to three uh, 3,195 points. Now that is a 6 point intraday gain for the Straits Times Index. And as we've said uh, in in recent days, it is within the neighborhood of 3,200 at the moment, just hanging back around the parking lot, perhaps 3,195 is where the STI is up, up 0.2%. But we're also seeing just a little bit of hesitancy. Value turnover today sits at about 363.5 million Singapore dollars for the morning session. Um, uh, Perhaps the market's just being a little bit more cautious with uh, pulling the trigger on certain trades. But there you have it. Slight gains for the SEI. um, Fairly thin uh, value turnover for the most part. Um, Encouraging, though, to see that more second liners are actually gaining rather than losing. The tail of the tape across the broader mainboard and catalyst today shows 233 stocks, REITs, and trusts that are in the green. And that's more than the 148 losers in today's session. Similar um, modest moves up, at least, for markets across the Asia-Pacific, at least some of the majors. And even losses seen today have been contained to a minimum. In fact, the ASX 200 was dealing with slight losses earlier today, but down in Sydney, the ASX 200 now trades flat at about 7,415 points in the last few minutes of their session. The Nikkei 225 today also up uh, modest gains for the Tokyo benchmark, gaining by 100 points at 28,809 points. While the South Korean KOSPI also looking a bit flat to the upside this time, the the South Korean benchmark in Seoul trading about half a point higher at 3,007. The Taiwan weighted exchange, though, in the red, but again, it's swinging between slight uh, tight, uh, slight losses and gains, currently in the green by about nine points as we speak at 16,899 points out in Taipei. Mainly Chinese markets breathing another sigh of relief after it was reported that China Evergrande, the proper, embattled property developer, that's really captivated the risk sentiment of markets across the world. Well, apparently they were in the final minute able to actually secure and make good on, a, on an overdue coupon bond payment that has uh, alleviated somewhat some of these debt fears and possible... Uh, um, concerns that this could lead to broader contagion across mainland Chinese markets. We're seeing the Shanghai Composite today gain by about 0.2% at 3,602 points. The Shenzhen mm. bores rising by 0.8% so far today at 14,558. And the Hang Seng today in Hong Kong also trading, let's see, up by about half a percent now at 26,159 points. So overall, it's a fairly up, uh, encouraging at least to see how markets are, are performing. Across the uh, Straits Times Index today, we're seeing that uh, Singapore Airlines is back to winning ways after falling by more than 2%. Yesterday, the country's flag carrier already trading 4 cents higher at $5.28 apiece. The bank's looking fairly mixed, but we are seeing that uh, at least the likes of uh, D- uh, of DBS are up by 7 cents now to $31.29. UOB, though, trading about 6 cents in the red at $26.74 apiece. Um, and also... Just a bit a bit of a better day, at least, for the REITs so far today. Ascendus REIT gaining by 0.3% at $3.07 per unit. Capital and Integrated Commercial Trust, though, trading flat at $2.13. Keep in mind, they will be releasing their business update later on when markets wrap up. And we also want to take uh, stock of SunTech REIT, which actually reported that their distributions per unit for their third quarter actually rose by almost 21%. However, SunTech REIT today trading flat at $1.51 apiece. It is a cautious uh, session, at least this Friday. But at least the Straits Times Index is trading in the green. And again, as we mentioned, within the neighborhood and striking distance, once again, of that 3,200 level. And we'll see it bob and weave around that particular um, uh, line, uh, perhaps for the next couple of days.
0: We bring Amelia Tan, SGX Research Analyst, into the conversation to give us an overview of the week. Amelia?
2: Yes, you've mentioned that it's a very encouraging week ahead, I think. Uh, The Singapore stock market, in fact, we are seeing a very positive momentum into the local market. Mm. It's been driven by increased activity from institutional investors. In fact, this week, I think up till now, STI has returned slightly under 1% this week, continuing from the 2% gain last week. This is very much driven by institutional net inflows and now the benchmark is off 4 to 5% of its first October lows. This week alone, the STI saw a 50-point trading range with the index hitting mm-hmm. a high of 3213 on Wednesday and a low of 3163 on Monday. This brings the year-to-date STI returns at 12%, and this is alongside better-performing regional markets such as Japan, Taiwan, Thailand, and also Indonesia. What's been a driving force over here? It's the institutions. Institutions have been driving the market. We've seen consecutive weeks, five weeks in fact, of net buying from institutions totaling 600 over million dollars in net inflow. And this is largely in line with the foreign funds seen buying into ASEAN markets except for Vietnam. Now, we took a look at the numbers this morning. The last five trading sessions this week have added another $170 in terms of institutional net inflows into the local market. So what's the driver of this perhaps is the reopening theme that's clearly in play and has lifted the ASEAN region with the travel lanes, travel sandboxes that have been implemented. Good news for some that want to travel, but we've seen uh, cyclical sectors outperform, such as the banks travel, hospitality, and also consumer names. Investors, towards the end of the year, I guess they're looking forward to fully reopening the economy across the whole ASEAN region and continue to buy into the ASEAN market. Now, when we talk about the ASEAN market, I just wanted to highlight one point over here, which is listed on the exchange. We have over 80 ASEAN plays spanning across consumer stocks, such as Tybev, Wilma, Japfa, just to mention a few. Mm-hmm. Now, Coming back into the fund flows, we've observed fund flow rotations into cyclical sectors and also value stocks over the last couple of weeks by institutional investors. For example, oil and gas, consumer, real estate, financials, these were some that saw institutional net inflows for the last couple of weeks. Banks especially because of the flattening of the yield curve. What happened over here? Was over the course of last week, we saw UST bills' yields curve flatten to about 118 basis points. And in Monday's session earlier this week, short UST bills also resumed their upward climb with the five-year yields rising to its highest level seen across 20 months. Now, the flattening bond yield curve typically is seen as a sign that market expects interest rates to rise amidst a more cautious future economic growth outlook and tapering perhaps as soon as mid-November and also rate-high expectations amidst a rising inflation market were also topical over the course of the week. And what this means for the Singapore financials, a sector that is sensitive to rates, which is our Singapore banks, the banks that you've mentioned, They've averaged about flat to 3% this week, with DBS leading the pack at about 27 to 3% so far. UOB and OCBC were flat at about 0.3%. But from a fund flow perspective, across the past five trading days, these three banks in total saw institutional net inflows exceeding $130 million. And this brings the year-to-date total insti fund inflows into the sector at a whopping $1.6 billion. On a year-to-date basis, the three banks have also outperformed our Singapore benchmark, returning total returns of 22 to 28%. Something notable for the banks, again, earlier in July, if we recall, we saw that MAS had lifted its dividend cap on the Singapore banks and finance companies and based on market expectations and consensus, I think the banks are expected to yield about four to five percent next year. Now the banks are going to be reporting their third quarter business updates in early November, with UOB and OCBC kicking it off to report on third November, followed by DBS on fifth of November. And the investor and analyst community will be looking for insights into the twenty twenty two business guidance provided by the banks. But we can expect much focus to be around credit costs, sustainability of loan growth, and also fee income momentum. In tandem, we talked about the UST Builds curve. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Singapore 10-year government bond yields, which has risen to 1.73% this year versus 0.85% last year. But as REITs overall as a sector have remained stable, with the outperformance coming from hospitality and also retail REITs, as seen in the rally after PMD's address and also the announcement of the travel lanes. But despite the rally, hospitality and also retail REITs are trading at 0.8 times price-to-book, which is below the overall sector's average of one times. In fact, when we talk about the REITs, you know, there's a lot of happenings for this sector, a lot of continued news on the M&As, new indices coming up and also earnings trickling in, this quarter's
1: reporting season. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Amelia, it's interesting you bring up the REITs because they have been doing a little bit better in recent times. But I've, it, I've noticed in, uh, in in more than one occasion in the last couple of weeks, whenever we see pressure, upward pressure on the U.S. 10-year yield or on the U.S. yield curve, we start to see REITs react negatively. Now, it's no big surprise. We do know that REITs are very sensitive, actually, to some of these rate movements. But um, do you think that uh, the opening reopening play might actually trump some of these possible short-term things um, you know, pressure is at least brought about by a potentially rising rate environment.
2: I think you're right. And we've pointed out that despite the rising rate, our yields have, our yields, in fact, have remained stable over the last few months. Um, And, you know, what we've mentioned and what we've highlighted earlier is because of the reopening theme, a lot of these more cyclical wheat sectors have started to see a bit of the rally over there. Um, It was the BTLs, which is the travel lane, Singapore has announced eight more travel lanes on top of the existing three. So we have a total of 11 lanes and not just Singapore that is looking to fully reopen our borders regionally. APAC is also opening up as well. I think we've noted for some of the other regional markets that will include Malaysia, Vietnam, some of the Indonesia islands, Australia, Thailand, etc. Uh, just a little look into what SIA has also shared, right, is that they expect to operate at 30% pre-pandemic capacity by the end of the year, which is higher than the current 32%. Passenger traffic has also grown by 4.4% on a month-on-month basis in September. And post the VTL, travel sites have also seen a surge in flight searches. And I think this morning, SIA has also announced maybe good news for some of us, which is they have uh, and they will be fully operating the singapore to Sydney flight on a daily basis uh, with the Airbus
1: 380. So we've covered uh, travel stocks, we've covered the banks, of course, which are doing quite well and might do well in a rising rate environment. Um, In terms of uh, where we're seeing fund flows, are there any other sectors that might be attracting more interest from some of these institutionals that maybe we're not so aware of?
2: Correct. You've mentioned, I think, some of the consumer names and also the oil and gas, oil and gas in particular, because energy sector was the strongest performing sector across the globe in 3Q, with the gains extending into October. And on the back of that, it's because coal prices, oil prices have rallied on the back of an energy supply crunch from China and India ahead as winter approaches. Uh, We do have two oil and gas explorer producers that's listed on us amongst the 100 most traded Singapore stocks, that is REX International and RH Petrol Gas. These two have advanced, triple-digit gains, respectively, in the year-to-date. And Rex, it's a market cap of about $300 million uh, as of now. It has announced on Tuesday that it's seeking to transfer its listing from SGX's catalyst board to the main board. And the Mm -hmm. company also noted that transfer would enhance the long-term value for shareholders because the company can now access a wider platform with a larger investor base. Coming back, I wanted to draw some attention into the REIT space because we're talking a little bit about fund flows and also the earnings for this season. I think five REITs have since reported last week and this week and that is a good read across into some of the operating metrics and also dividend numbers that we're starting to see. SPH REIT, Ames, APAC REIT, and Suntech REIT—they have all reported improved net property income and higher DPU's. In fact, SPH REIT—they've closed their full year DPU at about five point four cents, and this is ninety eight percent higher year on year, and only three percent, three point six percent away from what it used to distribute pre-COVID. Suntech REIT, like you've mentioned earlier, the third quarter DPU is also higher by 21% on a year-on-year basis. Ascendus and Sabana REIT, these two, reported better operating metrics, better occupancy rates and also positive rental reversions. One thing to note about Sabana, they've announced that their occupancy rates have reached 83% and this is the highest level seen since 2018. And there's one more REIT to go this evening and that is Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust which will release results. End of today.
0: Thank you for that, Amelia. We've been speaking with Amelia Tan, SGX Research Analyst. It sounds like it's going to be a busy rest of the day, JP, for you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I have a date with my golf instructor.
1: You have a date. Does Mister Benson know this?
0: Yes, with my golf instructor. I He's see. quite happy to let me go. Okay, <laughs> that's a
1: very understanding husband. All right,
0: golf. It's golf, dear. <laughs> He's got a baseball game to watch. All right, and on that note, this has been Market View Wrap on Money FM eighty nine point three. I'm Clarissa Montero in the studio with finance presenter JP Ong, and on the phone. With Amelia Tan, SGX research analyst, stay with Singapore's most influential radio station. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.